Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Sheffield Live. Good afternoon and welcome to The Squeak. My name is Luke Crofts. And I'm James Hargreaves. And I nearly forgot my own name there. What happened there? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, welcome. Good afternoon. Uh, hope you're well. Uh, how's your week been, James? It's been good, been really busy week this week. I've been uh, helping my brother with setting up some kind of podcasting network, which mm. should be fun down the line. That sounds interesting. Yeah. What's it going to be? Just bits of everything? Just messing about at first, to be honest, and then see see where it goes from there. Yeah, well, why not? you got to have, have a laugh. People yeah. would say, this is a mess about. Yeah, indeed. Um, yeah, so... Uh, I went to uh, went to the. Um, thanks for asking me about my week, James. It's all good. I went to see uh, Wednesday at Stoke on Tuesday. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, not the great uh, greatest performance, to be fair. Um, a bit disappointed. Very disappointing, actually. Um, but a good night was had by all. Anyway, um, we we had a decent twenty minute spell in the second half, and that was about it. Um, but you know, good tough place to go, and the fans were. Uh, we had a good rapport with the fans, so it yeah. was. As soon as I saw the draw, I knew that that was. It was the toughest uh, of all the teams in the draw. I think so. I knew we'd have a, a tough time down there. Mm. The thing is, though, I, I don't. I don't think they made it overly difficult for us. I just don't think we were as good as we, we should have been. Yeah. Um, so a bit of a shame. And of course, they're live on Sky now. So yes, the, the, so the, so list, the listenership will have depleted. Uh, I say that the listeners massively. that we're talking about Wednesday, our target audience for this piece, aren't listening. <laughs> they're watching on Sky. Yeah, a bit of a, bit of a disaster. Um, but never mind, anyway. Um, bit of a moral dilemma, James, right? Yep. I was on my way down into Hillsbury yesterday, um, and a, a girl flew past me running for the bus and a scarf flew off her shoulders. Right. So I was like, oh, right, I better pick this up and sort of try and give it her back. And I thought, she's probably not going to get the bus anyway because she's, uh, you know, she's not, not very quick. Um, but she did get the bus and I'd still got a scarf in my hand. So right. what, what happens in that situation? Um, that's a good question. You, just, you can't really hand it in, can you? Well, I guess you can to well, the police or something. The thing is, it was like... Um, six o'clock in the evening, uh, so nowhere was open. So I just sort of left it on the bus shelter. I was gonna say you, you often see like gloves and scarves and things tied to lampposts, don't you? Where people have lost them. Mm. Uh, but if you're running for the bus, the other way around, if it's you running for the bus and you lose your scarf and you got to be somewhere, do you stop and pick it up and miss your bus, or do you leave it and get your bus? <laughs> well, that was the thing. She didn't realise that it'd come off. So she's, you know, she's ran, she's made the bus, she's like, yes. And then she's looked out the window and I'm just stood there with her scarf and she's just sort of like, oh, he's got my <laughs> scarf. So, yeah, the scarf's mm. still on the bus shelter somewhere. Well, have you seen it? Is it still there as you went past today or? I didn't look. Oh, well. I thought I could have, I could have, you know, kept it and then handed it in, but I just, I just couldn't be bothered to you, do that. You could have kept it and then given it away as a gift at Christmas. Save yourself some, a few quid. Do you know, actually, it's a nice scarf. I could have done that. Yeah. Yeah, <sighs> Mum. Nice, nice scarf here for this Christmas. I'm so caring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you live and learn. Well, I'll check to see if it's still there. Another thing I saw yesterday, actually, which which is not not good at all. Um, I was uh, I was at the lights on Middlewood Road, and there's this guy running for the bus. A lot of bus stories today. Um, and he's dragging this dog along. 
and it's only a little dog, and it's quite old. Right. So it's effectively just dragging it by by the lead. Oh, that's horrible. It was horrible. But then the, the dog lost its footing, and he was just dragging it along the pavement oh. on its side. It was awful. Yeah. It was I'd, really bad. I'd have been tempted to stop him over that and have a word. Well, if I hadn't, if I hadn't have been in the car... I mean, everybody could see what was going on, but he was sort of running off up the road for the bus, so... Yeah. Awful. Yeah, I should have started with that first and then ended on the lighter, yeah. lighter scarf story. Yeah, you've kind of uh, brought the tone down a bit now, haven't you? Anyway, um, the witch is gone. Lady C is out um, of oh, the jungle. celebrity, yeah. Uh, yeah, she's left on uh, medical grounds, apparently. Um, mm. But she was, uh, she was just causing trouble, so I'm glad she's gone. Although I think she will be missed, actually. Not by the people in the camp. But she got people talking. I've not watched any of it this series. It's like the X Factor. I've not watched any of the X Factor, thankfully. Um, but, but what was she like? I've I've seen headlines with her name and stuff, but I've not seen um, what she was like. A, a truly awful human being. Hmm. Awful. Um, she was just having a go at everybody. I mean, even Tony Hadley. Tony Hadley's great. Yeah. Why would you have a go at Tony Hadley? You can't have a go at Tony Hadley. He's, he's pop royalty. Absolutely. Um, and you know they'd, they'd just be talking they'd be telling stories and she'd be like ooh what a bore what a bore he is and I'm like leave him alone she's just awful so she's gone anyway um, now you mentioned the X Factor I did see something this morning um, the, the, they did a, a rundown of where the previous winners of the X Factor are now alright um, which made for interesting reading obviously some have done alright some have done yeah. literally nothing um, so some are living in bins behind shops and things like that <laughs> Um, it, look, if there are any listeners that are living in bins behind shops, we're not having a go. Um, I don't think anybody's anybody's uh, failed that badly. I'm just trying to find it, um, and here it is. So um, Ben Hay now obviously won last year. Uh, he's not doing bad, but the ones the ones that sort of stuck out for me, um, the winner in 2007, Leon Jackson. Oh yeah, I seem to remember that year was particularly poor for the singing standard. Um, he was dropped uh, by his record label after one album and then became the star of his own web series called Leon's Life, which ran until 2008 uh, and he still performs across the UK, continuing to write music. So his, his web series lasted less than a year by the sounds of it? Less than his album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe there wasn't much in it, I don't know. I like the name uh, Ben Hay now. It's both a name and a greeting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it is that, yeah. But what, um, what do you reckon with X Factor? Is this the last year of the X Factor? I think, think they should have stopped it. I think they should have stopped it a long time ago. Well, ITV have bought The Voice now, haven't they? So The Voice mm. would be on ITV, and there's rumours that the X Factor's been uh, lined up for Sky. Really? Well, I think they need to... If they, if they do get The Voice, I think they need to change the format, because the format wasn't... It wasn't... It was probably better from a singing point of view, but... People yeah. that watch the X Factor want it for the for the you know the show and the bazaars. Yeah. Do, do you remember Fame Academy? The, the oh BBC yeah, yeah. One against pop stars back mm. in the day. That was actually a music show because it was about the songwriting and being able to play an instrument and things like that. Mm. that I'd, I'd love to see something like that come back where it's actually about a talent rather than just a, a competition each week to see who can stand on stage, be auto-tuned the best. Mm. Well. I think I think well saying that Little Mix haven't done bad, but I think the the last winner that's done anything is probably Alexandra Burke, and we're talking six, seven years ago. Yeah. So the, the, I mean, like Joe McEldre, he's just gone into the um, uh, the theatre uh, and done done musicals. Matt Cardell hasn't done a great deal. Um, who else is there? James Arthur. I think he 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 uh, didn't do himself any favours with a lot of the 
bad press that he had. Sam Smith had a uh, Sam Smith <laughs> wasn't wasn't deliberate that. Sam Bailey um, has had another baby, so she's she's been away. She's done a tour, um, but yeah, Alexandra Burke I think is the one and Leona Lewis. Yeah, of course, they're the, the two ones that we remember. Um, obviously, f- the the famous uh, the famous first winner, Steve Brookstein, Brookstein, whatever. Um, he fell out with Simon Cowell. Yeah, he's got a book out about it, hasn't he? I, I've, I wouldn't mind reading that just to see how badly written it yeah, is. How badly written it is, and <laughs> how much of uh, a scandal it, it, there is behind the scenes. Mm, well, yeah, it'll be interesting because um, I mean everybody's sort of engulfed in the X Factor machine apart from him because um, he. I, I think they wanted him to do another album of covers, and he just said, "Well, I don't want to do that." Yeah. So he he was dropped fairly fairly sharpish. So yeah, that's just a bit of a uh, bit of something I saw about the X Factor. Um, keeping it on a musical theme um, now we we have mentioned Adele once or twice um, um, look Dave's not lifting today he's watching the match it doesn't matter he'll, he'll be listening back on the podcast and Dave this is just for you this is just for you Damien, D- Damon Albarn has come out and said that he never called Adele insecure um, well there's a surprise but they did have a cup of tea hmm no, he responded to rumours that he'd fallen out with Adele when they tried to work together. Um, he said the reports that you know that came out were basically from somebody overhearing and cobbling together um, an article based on that. He said he never called her insecure, yeah. and he's saying you know she's probably said don't meet your idols based on what she she's perceived that he's said. Yeah. So I think I think it's all it's all okay. And he's a current song, right? It's one of those. You know when you hear a song so much, not not through going out of your way to listen to it, but it being on everything, everywhere. Yeah. Right? And you just hear it so much, you hope to never hear it again. I'm I'm at that point with Hello Now. I still like it. No, it's, it's gone. It's like Happy. You remember Pharrell Williams with Happy? Yeah. If I never hear that song again, it's, it'll be too soon. Do you, do you know the big one for me uh, was Uptown Funk? Yeah, I, I still like that. Though. I appreciate that for I can't, its musical. Style. I can't be dealing with it anymore. At the time, it was massive, um, and it was it was in, well, it was in the. Ch- it was, he had to bring it out early because Fleurys did it on the X Factor. Yes, yeah. so he had to release it early, and then um, it was in the charts for about 12, 12 months or something. Yeah. So, what do you think will be the song that does that this year? Do you think it will be Hello? I think it's Hello by by far, far and away. It's. Uh I thought um, I thought Macklemore downtown might have might have given that a, a shot, but it doesn't seem to have taken off as much. No, no. It's, uh, yeah, I think Hello is just out there. Just everybody's gotten into it, haven't they? Everybody's buying the album. It's, it's still selling ridiculously well. Um, well, I've not I've not listened to any of it as we were saying last week because I haven't got um, it's not on the Spotify. I haven't bought the album, so yeah. um, oh, a tweet come in. And, oh, a tweet's and, flooded in, has it? And it's it's our special Adele section. And Carl Maloney's tweeted us at Carl Maloney, big fan of the uh, listener, big fan of the uh, weekly Adele segment. Is Carl? Yeah, and he's uh, he's put unsurprisingly, <laughs> no, not more Adele. <laughs> Do you know I've left that CD in the car with the track on? Unfortunately, Carl, oh, we won't be hearing it today. Shame. I'm sure if you put put the radio on, uh, it'll be on at some point. It'll, it'll be on like five minutes everywhere as it is right it'll, now. It'll be on every radio station apart from this one now. If, if you if you tune out now to another station, I guarantee you it'll be on. But tune straight back. Don't don't tune out. <laughs> forget forget all that. Just an um, experiment. 
Yeah, so that's the Adele segment of the week anyway. More, more of that. Um, and just on that as well, you can uh, remember tweet us at The Squeak. That's T-H-E-S-Q-W-E-E-K. And also on Facebook, slash The Squeak. Let us know what you think. And of course, you can tweet Adele, but she'll have to get a reply modifi- modi- moderated by t- yeah. at least two people. So uh, you might have to wait a while. What's the first uh, bit of music we've got then, James? First music is Ordnance. Um, these are the very essence of Sheffield for me. Uh, you know, like a bit of an electronic undertone. They've got uh, an indie kind of vibe, something different. Uh, and this one's live uh, from Magna as part of the Exposed in Session. It's called Anchor. Thanks, James. Oh 
I'm Eddie Grant, and you're listening to Sheffield Live, 93.2 FM. We're going to rock down to Electric Avenue. <laughs> Absolutely, rock down to the Twitter page and tell us what you're thinking. So that was uh, Ordnance. Ordnance, they, they supported the Winachi tribe at the rocking chair yesterday. Believe it or not, that track that you just listened to there was done live for Exposed in Session. Well, James, I can't believe it. Yeah, it's, the record, it sounds that, great, that, doesn't it? That sound was great for a live recording, yeah. Of course, you can listen to uh, Exposed do X-Rated on a Wednesday afternoon on Sheffield Live that you mm. can listen to. It's a great show to, to give it a, a go. Well, uh, yeah, Ordnance. Great band. Yeah, I don't think I've heard them before. And they've played. Um, do they normally play with Resonate then? Have uh, they played no. with Resonate before? They've not played with Resonate at all yet. Um, oh, I don't know where I've got that from. I've made it up. Hopefully, in the future, they will. They played uh, Java Lounge live a, a while ago in Ullsbury. Um, oh, right. It's one of those little exclusive sessions. Mm. Um, yeah. And like I say, last night at the rocking chair, you'll see them around everywhere. They play Crystal for tramlines. They're, they're getting out there. You'll, you'll probably even you know recognise the band as well when. Uh, when you see them, well, they've got, they've got, they're not. Are they from Sheffield? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're not the typical Sheffield sound, are they? They've got their own sound. Well, yes and no, because they've they kind of fused fused that electronic beat, you know, from like the eighties and and two thousands and nineties, um, and then mixed in a bit of kind of indie guitar and just make beautiful music generally. And, mm. and three piece, they, they do the electronic drums live as well. They, uh, there's a bassist, there's a guitarist, and a singer. It's, uh, and the vocals as well, harmonies are great. Mm. Yeah. Well, talking of uh, beautiful music, oh, yeah. I did uh, I did go and see Danny Pietnik on Thursday. Yes, you did, yeah. Thursday evening. I didn't make it, unfortunately. Sorry, Danny. Um, yeah, well, it was um, it, it was a bit of a mixed bag with the uh, the artists that were playing. There was obviously Danny, Danny that was doing full acoustic set, and then we had a um, five or six-piece band. Um, uh, f- I think there were five... Five women and a bloke, and we had all sorts. We had a clarinet, we had a flute, we had um, the little violin, viola. Viola, yeah. Yeah, very well pulled from the grey matter there. Um, and they were they were completely different in every way to Danny. So a, a mix, a mix in styles. Um, and that was at Made of Vale. Now I like Made of Vale as a as a bar. Yeah. I think they spent a lot of money on it. It's a nice place, but I think that you know when you when when you directly compare it to West Street Live, which is synonymous with music now, um, the the stage is in in the wrong place. It's right at the end of the room. Um, the sound isn't great for that reason. Um, and I'm not sure how well it works. Is it? You're limited in a place like that as to where you can put the stage, aren't you? Mm. Um, but like, I think you're right. It's uh, the stage stage area is kind of just past the bar, so you have to squeeze past the bar into the stage area. And yeah. um, I guess there's kind of the the disabled ramp you can uh, you can sit on uh, or stand on and watch from kind of above. Yeah, but even that's not ideal because you've got supporting um, supporting pillars. Yeah. yeah. So, but but having said that, it was, you know I enjoyed it, and then we we ended up going into West Street Live, and there were another band on in there, and that was rammed. So yeah, I think it'll take a while to get. This is what I was saying about Sheffield the other week. You can literally go out virtually any night of the week, mm. and you'll find live music on somewhere. Yeah, it's great, and mo- mostly for free. It's just worth just if you're into music, and a lot a lot of people don't really. Um, take advantage of the fact that it's just on your doorstep for free mm. and uh, bumped into uh, an old friend of mine Dale Lefebvre who does Max Chance uh, the Max Chance show on a Tuesday he plays a lot of uh, uh, weird and wonderful music mixed right. sort of in space with uh, comedy and uh, I used to do a show with him probably three years ago so it was good to see him again um, I think he, he's on about possibly coming in and, and saying hi one Sunday yeah cool so he'd be, uh, he'd be a good good 
uh, good guy for you to meet. Well, uh, ne- next week we're potentially doing two hours again, aren't we? So uh, yes, there, um, there's there's potentially a guest slot in there, and uh, I was thinking of maybe inviting some someone down, you know, like Carl Maloney or something. He's yeah, he'd, he'd be fun to have around if he's uh, on yeah. or. You know, we, we'll see, we'll, we'll put the feelers out, out around there, see who wants to come in and just have a, a yeah. chat and join in with us. Make us your best offer. Make <laughs> yeah. us your best offer. Mince pies go down well with me, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Chunky Kit Kats. Which ones? Oh yeah, not the four finger ones. <laughs> not the four finger variety. <laughs> um, I, actually, I popped into uh, one, of my old, uh, one of my old work haunts and one of the guys went, uh, uh, mine's a, a Chunky Kit Kat. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he was like, oh, right, you've been listening. He'd, he'd, been, he'd listened back. Excellent. Um, yeah, so we got, we got one more listener than we thought we had. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, that'd be good. Two hours next week. Um, but it's, it's earlier, isn't it? It's from one rather than one two. One till three, yeah, because this, this coming next week, easy yeah. to say, um, Paul, who does um, Eclectica, is away. So we'll be on one till three. So join us for two hours um, for an extended extra special show. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but... Yeah. We'll, sure be great. we'll make it up as we go along. Of course we will, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll burn through all our, our talking points within the first ten minutes, as usual. And like then. we did last time, we did a two-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> well, funnily enough, the feedback we got that the second hour was great, and that was all unplanned. So yeah, maybe yeah. we'll just not do any planning next week. Indeed. Mm. Um, so another thing that's been in the news uh, for all of the sports fans: um, former England legend Gary Neville has taken yep. the reins at Valencia. He has indeed. It's, uh, it's an interesting kind of appointment, that. Yeah. Um, who is... Well, it's like a, a mate appointment, isn't it? I think he's yeah. um, somebody that is well in with his... The chief exec or something. Yeah, um, something like that. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but... So, um, yeah, Gary's, Gary Neville's gone into uh, into Valencia as head coach. Um, obviously, his brother Phil is there as... Is he first team coach or something? Yeah, yeah. So there's an interesting one. Did did you watch the uh, class of class of ninety two show on BBC no, I didn't. recently? The uh, Out of Delhi that was that was really good. It's uh, it's worth watching if it's on the iPlayer. It's two episodes of uh, following Salford City uh, when they bought Salford City. Salford City. So it's owned by um, well, it's part owned by Ryan Giggs, Paul Scholes, Nicky Butt, Gary Neville, and I'm missing one. Uh, I think that's it. And then uh, and then they got an investor towards the end of the show as well. Yeah, he's got a 50% share, hasn't he? Yeah. I'm sure there's another one I'm missing. Uh, is it Skulls, Gigs, the two Nevilles? Oh, um, it's the other Neville I've missed out there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah it's, uh, it, it's great fun to watch, just to see like the dilemmas as owners. They've obviously been footballers all their life. They've seen like the mm. uh, the comforts of Manchester United and the budgets that they've got, and these guys are thrown into non-league football. Hey, and they've had some good results as well. The, the, yeah. they, got, they earned a replay with Hartlepool, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, and to be fair, Hartlepool were lucky. Were lucky to, to be in a Indeed. replay situation because they, they were poor on the, on the, on the turn up for the match. So it's worth, worth watching just to see Gary Neville uh, with a di- dilemma of whether he does up the toilets or the <laughs> canteen for the, for, the, for the tea lady who volunteers every match day. I'll have to catch it then, I'll have to catch it definitely. Well, um, obviously he impressed Roy Hodgson um, with his punditry um, when he moved to Sky Sports and Roy, took, yeah. Roy Hodgson took him on um, to, to work under the England setup. Um, and it was just it was just something I was thinking about which which pundits which other pundits would possibly make it into football management because they were saying Jimmy Carragher maybe Robbie Savage can you imagine Robbie Savage as, as a football manager no I can you imagine him or Jimmy Bullard gosh 
Yeah. <laughs> They're very similar, aren't they, them two? Yeah. I think Jimmy Bullard's got a show on London Live, um, a it? TV show. And he is funny, though. He's, he's, funny. he's very funny with it, but, uh, yeah, couldn't see him being a, a manager at all. Mm. What about Alan Hansen? Well, he's he, not doing anything anymore. He, yeah, he he'd have thought it years ago, but now he's... Uh... See, I've always seen it go the other way around. You, you, the guys that have failed as football managers have gone into punditry. Yeah. Like Graham Souness. Um I don't think... I, I didn't really rate Graeme Souness all that much, to be quite honest. No. Um, and he, he's gone to Sky Sports. Who else is there? Um, Paul Merson. I think he... I remember when he was player manager at Walsall. Yes. Yeah. Um, Interesting times. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely. think we should get Gaza back and he can turn up on a match day with a fishing rod and a bucket of chicken. <laughs> like, like he Maybe he can be the guest next week because I would love a bucket of chicken. That would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, we just got a text from uh, from Carl. He, he can't do next week. Oh dear. Oh, well, you've lost your chance now. Oh, forget Carl. it. Forget it, Carl. That's it. You've had it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, we'll we'll hopefully have a guest next week and uh, see who bribes us the best. And yeah, if not, you'll just have to deal with us, and that'll be it. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas trip yet, James? No, we're going to do it next next week, and I think uh, my other half, Rachel, has a thing that she can't put it up more than twelve days before Christmas. She thinks it's that traditional thing. Now, I, I, mine went up on the 30th of November. <laughs> but dear. Re- <laughs> oh, dear. I know, yeah. I, I didn't Not think, even December. I didn't think that was particularly early, but apparently it is. <laughs> um, I took, uh, I took, I've been taking Christmas presents around thinking, oh, they can put them under the tree, and there's not a tree in sight anywhere. It's just yeah. me, I think, that's got the tree up. I've got my advent calendar. Have you got an advent calendar this year? No, I didn't go for the advent calendar. Uh, I don't know why. My, my lovely other half got me a Lego Star Wars one. Oh, nice one. For the big kid that I am. To be fair, I got through that many biscuits. Um <laughs> It's pointless anyway. Uh, right, what's next on the uh, musical agenda? On the old music. Remember last week we played Adelphi and it was uh, that ego tamer uh, mm. that I think yeah. I think you really liked. Um, well, yeah. they've been back in touch this week and they've recorded a track at the Toolmakers Studio, a new studio in Sheffield. Um, they uh, have given us a song called Hip Shaker, which is, uh, again, it's Ollie King and Matt Longdon. It's well worth listening to. Hip Maker. Yeah. On the squeak. Hip Shaker. Hip shaker, <laughs> not, not hip maker. Close enough. Yeah. Get in touch on the Twitter at the squeak. Set your tongue twister, hip shaker, and we can't get enough of you. Satisfied. I can 
can see that you've got dreams of a silver screen. Put your models open easily. Lip, biter, tongue twister. Hip, shaker, and we can't get enough of you. Dictator, soul taker. Mind shifter, we'll be glad when you are gone. Apples been bitten on, or the poison's been sucked in. So you're a jam, it's going strong. Very enthusiastic, Matt Elders. There, he has to be said. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> I bet. I bet he just shoved a microphone in his face and said, "Could you say this? Read this line." <laughs> yeah, marvelous. Um, so that was Adelphi. Um, that was de- that was decent. That. Yeah, and, was, and again, live recording that one from the Toolmaker Studio, kind of in session. Um, there's a bit of a live theme with some of the tracks today. So yeah, yeah. And if you if you are part of or know anybody in a band that would like to get the music out there, please get in touch. We're on Twitter at the Squeak, Facebook.com slash the Squeak. Please get in touch. We'd love to give you a platform. Yeah, indeed. And Faith Shaughnessy has got in touch. Uh, oh, what uh, a lovely tree. Yeah, after our discussion on Christmas trees, she's uh, she's tweeted us a picture of hers, which was retweeted, and uh, it's about a foot tall, I think. It's a it's a very baby tree. She, she's she's a small person herself, isn't she? Bless her, but uh, yeah, it's, it, that's irrelevant. Prob- that's probably uh, a massive tree for her. <laughs> yes, uh, she must feel like a giant now looking at this tree. Uh, my mouth's drooling at the gingerbread man on the top. I, I hope that's not a fabric one. I think. No, it is. Yeah, it is a fabric. Oh, one. Oh no, I want a yeah. proper one. Well, um, well, actually, just to give you a bit of an insight, um, it's it doesn't it, well. It just about makes it to the windowsill. That's how small it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's real though, it's a real tree. It's lovely. Anyway, um, just keeping on Christmas uh, for the moment, um, I went to have a look round the Sheffield uh, Christmas market last night. Yeah. Not up so much, I have to say. A bit disappointing. In fact, it was a truly uh, stressful experience. Um, there were literally a couple of stalls, one that did like Christmas decorations. There was one, one actually that did like um, clocks. All right. Um, and did what they'd done is they'd, they'd heated. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. These, like, bottles of, like... Um, you know, at Smirnoff or whatever, um, and flatten them down, and then put a mechanism in, so you got a clock, right? A bottle yeah. clock, which which was quite good. That's interesting. Um, they got like, but mostly it was just like food. Yeah, well, don't you think? And this is not to have a go at anyone at the council who arrange these things, because I know a few oh, people no, at we, the council. We, we never have a go at the council on, on this show. <laughs> I know a few people that arrange these things, and it's very, very difficult. But don't you think that the continental market and the Christmas market and everything else—it's just the same thing every every few months? Well, really? yeah, I, I would, I'm glad you said that because the uh, continental market is is all year round. So why why can we not have a more Christmassy themed? Yeah, because for me, you want to go for. Christmas present inspiration. Yeah. But there isn't a lot of it. Yeah. And then, then you go like to Lincoln Christmas markets, for example, and it, it, yeah. it, it just it has the essence of Christmas. It Christmas is Christmas is what when Christmas you walk is all in. about, yeah. I, I think the way it's situated inside the walls and everything is, uh, is really nice, and it obviously gives it that feel. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, there's a boozer at the top, um, which was absolutely rammed. So we went to the Lloyd's bar, um, and it was just awful. Um, I think I must have been stood at the invisible part of the bar. Oh, yeah, as, as always. Uh, yeah, in any, in any way the spoon to it would seem. Yeah. So, took ages to get served. Then I got ID'd. Oh, wow. I know. And I've not had a shave. I've had a shave today. I couldn't stand it today. Um, ordering two pints. Um, I need ID for the other one. Why? Why do you need ID for both? It could have been both for me. Is there a one-drink policy now? Oh, I'm very frustrated. Th- another... Another time Stupid. that really frustrated me recently. Oh, when we went to the court. When we went yeah, to court, yeah. yeah, and went to corporation to see uh, October Drift, and went to the bar, and was only allowed to buy one, one. drink at a time in case we were providing them to under uh, to underage yeah. people. So it was a four, 14s and over. Gig. Yeah, obviously we were supplying underage people with. Well, what, uh, what's to stop local? you? You know, the, it doesn't work out. What's to stop you going to the bar one at a time? And then just it giving it, it to the kids anyway. It, it makes no sense. I mean, obviously, <laughs> I, I, in the job I do, I promote responsible drinking because I work for a, a big drinks company. But um, that that is nonsensical. And it's like I'd gone to the bar just before you and bought a round of five drinks. Yeah, it's inconsistent and, and had no challenge whatsoever. Do I look like I'm peddling beer to children? You do look a bit dodgy, <laughs> but I know you. Yeah, beer's got to go. So I think it is. Are you going to get some beard baubles? Uh, my mum's apparently got me some. Oh, uh, that'll be lovely, yeah. So, so, yeah, I can't wait to receive those, honest. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to hang those on me face. Yeah, marvellous. Yeah, so, yeah, um, I mean, try the Christmas market out so you think I might be just a bit miserable, but the whole experience was ruined by Lloyd's anyway. Um, moving away completely now, we'll, we'll pick it up. Um, well, actually, I d- it's not really funny, but... Um, well, I've got a question for you. Oh, go on then, fire away. Have, have you ever seen... Lenny Henry and Ainsley Arriot in the same room. 
ITV haven't. Really. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, yeah, the, uh, if you haven't seen it, it's it's quite bad. Um, but ITV have uh, have had to apologise because they've mixed Ainsley Harriet up with Lenny Henry. Yeah. Um, I think Lenny Henry was being um, it was being interviewed. Uh, outside somewhere or other. It was outside the palace. He's been knighted, hasn't he? So he was interviewed outside. Oh the yeah, palace. outside somewhere or other. I mean, picking up his knighthood. Yes, yeah, sorry, got <laughs> got mixed up there. Yeah, I didn't know he'd been knighted. What's all that about? Yeah, not for comedy, obviously. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a fan of his comedy either, but uh, but yeah, the, the irony is that he was talking about diversity in entertainment, wasn't he? And, and <laughs> yeah, you know, lack, lacks of jobs for so, yeah. black people and so, things like that. So while he was being interviewed for his knighthood. Uh, they, they cut away to a VT, and it was Ainsley Harriet doing this ridiculous performance at a comedy store yeah. somewhere. The old Calypso twins routine. Yeah, so, um, yeah, ITV had to apologise for getting them two mixed up. I won't mind, but they don't even look anything like each no, other. No, not at all. It's ridiculous. It's so, yeah. It's, mm. it's bizarre. But the news, when the news gets things wrong, it's, it's spectacular, isn't it? I remember a few years ago on BBC News where they went to interview somebody oh. and it ended up being someone who'd, who'd just gone in for a job interview that, that day. The funny, that's the <laughs> the f- one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Um, the look of panic on his face. It was his face, yeah. I think he was called Guy Guy Goma. Yeah, something like uh, that. But for like two weeks he was everywhere. Um, I remember when Jonathan Ross was still on the BBC. Then, Ladies and gentlemen, it's Jonathan Ross. And Guy Goma stood there like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! He must have he must have made a bit from that, but he was just so funny. They were asking him all these political questions, and his face was like, <laughs> "Never clue." He, he tried to answer as well. Bless him. He, he obviously went. I don't know if he thought it was his his actual job interview or not. Yeah, we're going to film this interview uh, and just see how we go. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to. Yeah, look look for that on YouTube because it's hilarious. Yeah. So no, but actually no, I haven't seen them in the same room. Interesting. No, no interesting. It's. Uh, it's it's funny but not funny as you say. Well, it's quite, it's quite bad really. Yeah. Um, and um, now football again. I know it's bad um, that we keep mentioning it, but uh, I just thought one that I, th- I thought was quite good. Um, Paul Anderson, who p- plays for Ipswich, has agreed to pay for a fan's um, damage to his ceiling. Yeah. Um, Ipswich scored um, in the derby against uh, Norwich. And this fan jumped up and punched the ceiling put a hole and has agreed to pay for the damage, which I think's uh, lovely. It's yeah. only cost eighty quid, so it's not breaking the bank. It's, it's taken a while, hasn't it? I think it was after a playoff game, wasn't it? Was it last season or uh, something like that? And then May, yeah. So yeah. it was, yeah, it was the end of last season then. Uh, and then he's moved clubs as well. Apparently, from what I read, he was going to get the kit man to go and repair the roof. Really? At that club, yeah. And then, uh, obviously, left that club. Couldn't get the kit man to do it anymore. Oh, so he's just paid the bit. So he's just yeah. paid for it to be done. Well, that's nice. Um, the reason I brought that up, have you ever had a moment like that where something major's happened in a sporting event uh, and you've sort of gone a bit crazy? Uh, not me personally. I, I remember a couple of years back when uh, when I was working at Wednesday and in, in the mm. press box at Blackpool, and the press box at Blackpool is right in the middle of the away fans. Oh. So we were in amongst the Wednesday fans, which is a nice treat for a Wednesday fan working there. Um, but I remember one of the fans jumped up to celebrate. And as he landed back down in the stand, the stand underneath him collapsed and he went through the stand. The stand? Yeah, the yeah. actual stand. Because at Blackpool, I don't know if it's still the same now, but back then it was a temporary stand. Oh, right. Almost scaffolded up. Oh, <laughs> Just disappeared. Fortunately, wasn't hurt. <laughs> but, but yeah, just disappeared. Oh no, it's not funny, is it? Thing is, though, when you see something like that, it is hilarious. Um, it always makes me laugh when people fall off, fall down. Yes. I don't know why it's just one of those things. Um, um, yeah, I think mine was probably uh, 1998 World Cup. 
Sol Campbell scored um, against Argentina. And we were all jumping up and down, and then it got disallowed, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. I was only eight. I remember being Heartbreak. really angry after the uh, the oh, it was John Terry um, ball over the line incident a couple, oh, of, years, uh, a couple of tournaments ago. Yeah. Um, well, Frank Lampard, that one. Oh, sorry, yeah, it was Frank Lampard. I, I get them two mixed up because I don't like either of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Um, no, it was uh, we were we were two two one down against Germany. Or yes, yeah. it was two nil down or something. Um, going into the end of the first half, when it just, I mean, we weren't great anyway, but it could have changed the game on its head. Um, yeah, so that was mine. I was only eight, and that was uh, that was World Cup over. A bit gutting, yeah. and David Beckham got sent off. It was all a disaster. Mm. Right, next piece of music, James. Next piece of music. Well, uh, if we continue on the live theme, um, we got old Joe Carnell Jr. Who's uh, is a bit of a Sheffield stalwart? You, you'll have heard of him. Um, he's one of the most prolific musicians in Sheffield. He's a solo artist. He's a bassist in Reverend and the Makers. Uh, former member of Milburn, uh, and this one was recorded last year at the Joe Carnell Junior um, uh, and Friends gig at Leadmill. He's back this year at the O2 Academy. She's been walking down my street Saluting magpies, avoiding cracks at her feet Oh, be careful, they can break your back, you know But that superstition don't count for much It's all in your head and not in your touch If it's working, I'll reconsider So what are you crying for? They never let you No, looks like it's all too much Your ears are burning They're talking about you I know, I know, I know, I know, I know No explanation to grab hold of your eye You wouldn't even need to know her name But I just can't work out at all She sent me around the bend She drives me up the wall But it's worth it I know she means well So what are you crying for? You're a big girl now No master's going to get ya You've been trying But you don't know how Is it cause they never let ya? No, looks like it's all too much Your ears are burning They're talking about you I know, I know, I know, I know, I know One last big one. So what you crying for? You're a big girl now. 
Okay, that was Joe Connell Jr. before Billy Bragg. Um, <laughs> that's obviously a big Milburn track. Remember Milburn? Yeah, big uh, big crowd favourite, obviously. Yeah. They were all singing along there, weren't they? Le- legendary band. If Milburn ever get, get back together, you know, whether it's for a, an album or a one-off gig or whatever, it, it will be the place to be in Sheffield. But Joe Connell Jr., he's got uh, his big gig, his Christmas shindig, if you will, at the O2 Academy on the 23rd of December. Uh, there'll be lots of chef, uh, special guests there as well, so it's well worth going down to that. Yeah, a decent venue, uh, the O2. The only thing is, it's hotter than the sun. It when can be, a gig, yeah, when, when there's a massive crowd in there. Yeah, I think the last time I went, I wore a jumper as well. Oh, that's a bad, bad yeah. choice. learned the hard way. It's like drinking milk on a summer's day, isn't it? It's a bad idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, right, pies. Pies, Sunday dinner. Oh, I love pies. What's the link? What do you what do you slather on it? Not gravy. Sorry, I'm not I'm not getting the thread of this. <laughs> I'm not sure I built it up very well, and we obviously haven't rehearsed. Um, so pies. So what do you have on pie and mash? Have some peas. Yeah. Some I'm talking condiments. Condiments. Oh, uh, depends on the pie. Like a bit of mint sauce or something. Mm, thinner, darker. Relish. Absolutely, Henderson's relish. There, now I know where you're going. That's, f- that's, that's 45 <laughs> seconds, you're not getting back. <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, uh, Henderson's Relish has been in the news. Well, not Henderson's Relish, the Henderson's Factory. Um, the former factory on um, Levy Grieve Road um, is going to be a boozer. Yeah, apparently so. It's, um, the, it's owned by the university now, I believe. Yes, uh, the, univers- the, the University of Sheffield, put my teeth back in, have bought the, the old building. Um, and they said they're going to turn it into a pub whilst retaining its distinctive signage. Yep, indeed. Have you seen the pictures of it? There were some pictures there doing the rounds on the internet. What, of how it will look? Yeah, of how it will look. So, you know, those no, architect mock-up things um, from the outside. And obviously they've got the building which you can always see when you come up from the university roundabout. Yeah. Uh, and then kind of an extension to the side of that with a big orange sign saying Henderson, so I guess that's going to be the name of the place. Well, I, I would, um, well they, said, they said they're not decided, but I think it, it will be something yeah. along that line. But also, what I noticed from that picture was they, they've kind of built out a little bit of a pedestrian plaza outside, which kind of takes up some of the lanes going, you know, past a tram stop. Ah. So I don't know whether they're planning on, you know, cutting down the traffic down there, but that, that would be traffic mayhem. Hmm. I mean, it's not the uh, it's not the easiest road to... You know, I mean, we we drive up there all the time coming into the studio, and it's yeah. it's not great even on a weekend. Yeah, and um, the, the other angle of it as well is um, apparently I, I read somewhere, I don't know how true it is, but apparently they're looking at closing the University Arms just up the road to move their boozer to Enderson's. Um, so, well, interesting kind of uh, thoughts there. Well, just uh, just on that, they have said um, that they're going to keep it open to the public. 
because uh, that was obviously my my concern that if the student uh, the Sheffield University have bought it, it's going to just going to be a, a student pub. Um, I mean, obviously there probably will be a lot of students in there, yeah. but it's not going to be. They've pledged to keep it open to the um, to the public. I, but actually, I didn't even know they'd moved. I thought they were still producing from there. But oh, they, yeah, they moved, moved out two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah, they're just off the parkway now. Yeah, it? there's a new new site on the parkway apparently. Um, probably drive past it every day and don't realise you know that it's there. Yeah. Um, but um, a spokesperson from the university said we know how much the old Henderson's building means to the people of Sheffield, uh, and like I said, they've, they've pledged to keep it um, open to the public. So kind, kind um, of different views to when they were knocking down the uh, the more historical Jessops Hospital down there. Yeah. Um, Think well. I think definitely around there and other parts of town as well. The universities own more land than I think you realise. Yeah, um, a lot of the buildings are theirs, um, or the land at least. Anyway, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. It'll be um, a good run. Hopefully, with it being a, a university-led thing, it'll be some nice cheap beers in there, and then it's, so, a, it's well, a good run from there down West Street, isn't it? Well, not only that as well. Um, it'd be it'd be a good good place to have real ale um because there's the the red deer um, yeah. which is just around the back the bath's not a million miles away um so and then the harley's further up so it'd be a nice a nice alternative walk to yeah. uh, to west street yeah so we'll see what happens with that Ooh. Yeah. text has flooded in it's, that's what kind of tone is not it's not show sure related though so i'm not going <laughs> to read it um, yes, yes mom i am coming round for tea at some point <laughs> i went round yesterday but i'd already had breakfast Took us at Aldi, we're rammed. She nearly got blown over by Hurricane Desmond. <laughs> um, and it's actually caused r- lots of problems. We, we were driving past earlier and a fence had nearly been completely yes. blown over. So it has been very, very windy this week. I've, I've tried to stay in as much as possible this week for that reason. I, I, I hate weather when it gets like that. Well, I'd, I mean, does the wind affect whether you go out or not anyway? You're, 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 a, you're, a, you're a home person, aren't you? Yeah, I, I do spend a lot of time out. The wind is just an excuse. Yeah, yeah. To be fair. <laughs> okay. What uh, what have we got next then? Are we keeping it on the live track? Uh, no, we got one from that um, DMF Digital have sent us a couple of tracks. Uh, so we're gonna give uh, I set the sea on fire a bit of a play. These, these are from Sheffield. They're a five piece. Uh, DMF Digital are a label based out of Sheffield as well, out out uh, at the Technology Park in Attercliffe. Cool. So uh, there's a lot of kind of. Um, links there to Sheffield itself uh, and these uh, these have been played a lot on BBC Introducing in Sheffield uh, was described as one of the tracks of the year as well and, uh, and they've been uh, played as a track of the month in Exposed magazine um, and this is called Tastes Like Funk Get in touch on Twitter at The Squeak
I set the sea on fire there with uh, Taste Like Funk. I like that one, James. It's, it's, a, it's a really funky one, isn't it? I quite enjoy that. That's out now on DMF Digital. It's just come out. You can get it from iTunes and all those. And they've got an album out in March next year. So uh, well worth looking out for them. And they, they do a lot of gigs around the city as well. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got another kind of question for you, Luke. Is, uh, well, can I just say, I yeah. found a lump of plasticine in the studio when I came in. Yeah. I didn't know what to make of it, though. Oh, my gosh. It's, my, my life's just ended. <laughs> That's, it's that bad. It's that bad. Um, yeah, so, Sorry, James, carry on. Yeah, um, it's obviously Christmas. You, you order a lot of things online, I guess, or get a lot of things delivered or pick up from shops, and it comes wrapped in bubble wrap. Mm. Yeah, so have you, have you got any bubble wrap that you've used? It's, it's irresistible to kind of pop, isn't it? Yeah. Um, no. no. I've not had a lot. I think I've had a Jiffy bag, which is obviously an envelope lined with yeah. bubble wrap. Um, but if you get bubble wrap... I think when we were re- kids, we used to absolutely go mad yeah. bubble wrap. And can, you, can you resist bubble wrap when, uh, when you've got it? I know I can't. You just need to need no, to grab I re- hold and pop I re- it, don't you? Yeah, I revert back to being a small child. <laughs> I do. I love the bubble wrap. I'm just a small child all the time. So well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, some people in America at Kirkland Air Force Base uh, also couldn't resist it this week. Really? Tell me more. Yeah, and uh, they, were, they were popping away, you know, as you do. You know those really big kind of bubble wrap pops that do those really big bangs? Yeah. Yeah, well, in the current climate, it's probably not the most advisable thing to do, as the Air Force Base ended up being evacuated <laughs> after <laughs> somebody called banks. in a terrorist threat. Oh, my gracious. <laughs> that is bad. So, yeah, whilst, you, whilst you're uh, popping your bubble wrap this year... Uh, be aware of your surroundings and uh, don't let anybody think that it's something else. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, bubble wrap. Mm. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, it's all right. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> and uh, another story I was looking at this week was um, there's a, a filmmaker who's kind of fallen out with BBFC, you know, that certified her films. Mm. Because uh, apparently it's really expensive to get a film certified and you can't show it in a cinema without it being certified. So uh, this independent filmmaker has gone to the extent of setting up a Kickstarter uh, and for every £7 that somebody donates to uh, his Kickstarter, he adds another minute onto this special film he's making because the BBFC have to sit through and watch it all to be able to certify it. Uh, and currently, his film of paint drying, he's literally set up a camera in front of a wall, he's going to paint the wall and his film of paint drying has raised over five and a half thousand pounds. Really? And will be more than twelve hours long currently, and wow. there's still nine days to go on that. So it's very possible that he could break the record as well. Apparently, the longest uh, film that the BBFC have certified was seven hundred and seventy-five minutes, about thirteen hours or so. So this could be a record-breaking Kickstarter. Must have a lot of time on his hands, this guy. Indeed. <laughs> I just, I just wonder, is he going to just have it? Static shot with like lighting, or you know, mm. maybe he'll be brave and take it outside. And you might occasionally see a fly fly past, or uh, you know, if if he gets to twenty four hours, is he going to show the transition from night to day? Time will fly, <laughs> indeed, <laughs> absolutely. All oh, right. Well, we're just about ever in that time, and everything's falling to bits in the studio, unfortunately. <laughs> um, DJ Ski will be with you at three. Um, with platinum plates. Um, have we got one more song, James? One more song, indeed. 
This is Ian Britt. It's another DMF digital track. Uh, Ian Britt, a singer-songwriter from Sheffield, and this one's called Run. Run. Sheffield I'm 93.2 FM. It's The Squeak. Get in touch on Twitter. The, uh, the studio is falling apart around us. That was Ian Britt and Run uh, from uh, DMF Digital. Thanks to them for pr- providing some songs. And he's playing live at the Gaslight Club on the 18th of December, so well worth checking him out. And where where's that? That's uh, Sharrow. It's off Sharrowvale Road, I think. Oh, I've never heard of that place. Have you been before? I've never been there. I had to look it up on a map this morning. Oh, right. Okay, marvellous. Um, well, a bit of a disaster because uh, DJ Ski's not here. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> what's going on? We don't know. <laughs> the whole place is falling apart. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a but bit... We yeah. did have trouble parking the other week, didn't we? So Yeah, maybe it's trying to get parked. Yeah, should, we, should we hold the fort? We can do, yeah. 
Marvellous. Yeah. It's, it's only that or go for a beer. No, we'll go for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, okay. Well, uh, the computer system's come back up, so I'll just get it all all ready for when DJ Ski comes in. Um, this is uh, Radio It's Finest, yeah. I have to say. It's, uh, so on you, the fly. What are you doing at the weekend then, James? Uh, this weekend? No. It's nearly over. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Oh, he's here. He's here. We've got we've got platinum plates coming up. Thank God, because we've got nothing else to talk about. <laughs> yeah. well, um, that means we can go for a beer then. Excellent. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Um, uh, no, I mean through the week. Uh, through the week, I'm still working on this stuff with uh, with my brother. So hopefully, we're going to try and uh, do a few test podcast recordings. And get those out there. What have you got lined up? Can you give us any spoilers? Uh, well, we're currently working on one for Owl's Talk, the biggest uh, Sheffield Wednesday forum out there. So, um, But not based around the football itself as much. I think we're going to base it around the humour on the site. Marvellous. Um, so when will that be up then? Uh, hopefully as soon as possible. We're just going to play around and uh, put something together. Great. Well, we'll be back same. T- oh, no, we won't be back same time next week. We'll be, we'll back. be back at one at next one. week. Uh, catch us from one until three um, live on Sheffield Live ninety three point two FM, yep. and we'll be on the Twitter through the week at the Squeak. Thanks. Have a, have a good week, guys. Goodbye. Sheffield Live, made in Sheffield, made by you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.